Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. Welcome to our A's Farm Podcast. I'm your host, AthleticsFarm.com Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty. And today, we're going to be talking with A's Minor League Hitting Coordinator, Jim Eppard. He's currently in his seventh season overseeing the development of all the A's Minor League hitters. And we recently took the chance to get his insights on a bunch of the A's most promising young hitting prospects. Hey, thanks for joining me today, Jim. Thank you for having me. So uh, there's obviously a lot, of, a lot of hitting prospects in the age system we want to talk to you about today. Uh, you're the guy who's got your eye on them every day, so we definitely want to get your perspective on some of these guys. And I wanted to start out by asking you about a guy who's actually uh, with the A's now, but he's been in the system for a long time. He's had some ups and downs. He's in the big leagues now, and that's outfielder Louis Barrera. So uh, can you tell me what you think about where Barrera's at now and how you feel about what he's been doing uh, at the big league level now that he's getting a real chance there? Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Luis is a, a really a, a very good hitter. Um, I've liked him since he was uh, just a youngster. My first year here in 2016, I saw him. Uh, hits the ball all over the place, line drive type guy. Uh, actually has a little bit of pop. Um, hitting that game-winning homer the other day it was awesome. Uh, but he uses the whole field, and like like a lot of hitters, uh, you know, he would run into problems when he would just uh, stay on the pull side. So, you know, the coaches are very aware of that, and we try to do our best to make sure that he, uh, you know, keeps the whole field open. And uh, when he does that, he's a he's a very good player. Yeah, it's good to finally seeing him getting a getting a real shot at the the major leagues and uh, and and performing well. Uh, he's he's definitely been in, been in the system for a while, so good for him. Uh, another guy who's actually uh, seen some time at Oakland this year is the shortstop Nick Allen. You know, and he's been an, an intriguing prospect for a long time. Everyone knows about his defense, knows how solid he is on that side of things. Uh, but where do you feel Nick Allen's at with the bat at this point? And what do you feel he may still need to do to sort of uh, get to the point where he's able to be a productive big league hitter in the long term? Yeah, you know, Nick made some great adjustments along the way. I know when we first acquired him, he, uh, he had a certain idea of what his approach should be and what type of a hitter he should be. And 
Uh, I think he quickly found out that uh, that was probably not going to work in pro ball um, with the size of the fields and the quality of pitching. Um, so since that moment, he's really been working on trying to be a on-base guy, line drive guy, use the whole field and, uh, you know, walk and get on base and be disruptive on the bases. Um, and he's been able to do all of that. Uh, so, But it's, it's not one of those things that anybody can just, you know, press a button and all, all of a sudden do it. He's had to work at it and uh, he had to commit to it. Uh, he's been very diligent and uh, I think that's just the way he sees himself now. And uh, it's been awesome. Um, and what he needs to do now is to just continue to get better at uh, what he does and, and who he is. Uh, and then at every level, you know, there's a le- certain learning curve and, uh, he, he found that out when he got to AAA, and, uh, you know, he find that out uh, again at the major league level. Major league level is a different animal, and uh, you, have to, you have to be there and see it uh, to really appreciate it and to really understand what it's going to take to compete there. And uh, it's great that he's there now and getting a chance to, uh, you know, see it and live it. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you about another guy at AAA uh, this year, and he's probably been the best hitter at Vegas uh, so far this season, and that's catcher Shea Langoliers. You know, he's already got 11 home runs. He's been hitting really well there. Uh, he came over from uh, from Atlanta in the Matt Olson trade. That's how you guys got him. Uh, I, I'm curious to know your perspective based on what you've seen out of Shea Langoliers thus far. Yeah, Shea, uh, if my memory serves, he started off a little slow at the beginning in Vegas and, uh, you know, has really come on, uh, you know, over the last, what are we, almost toward the end of May. So um, probably in the middle of April, uh, third week in April, he really started taking off. Uh, he's got a good solid month of just being a extremely hot hitter. And, uh, you know, he uses the whole field. uh he is a guy that can elevate the ball because he's got that kind of power. Um, I think, as always, we're always looking for more. And, you know, if we could cut down strikeouts and walk more, you know, that would be a uh, just a, another feather in his cap. But I think we couldn't be more excited uh, with what we got for Ole and, and Shea. Um, and it's going to be fun to watch him. I'm actually going there uh, next week to see those guys in person. Uh, hopefully he's still there and not in Oakland. At least that's for me, not for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd prefer it the other way around. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a there's a whole bunch of guys at Midland I want to ask you about. I'm sure you must be thrilled with the way a lot of the hitters are, are, have been going there because it seems like everybody in that lineup's been hitting well. And I know you've been to, to Midland and gotten a firsthand look at some of these guys. But I wanted to start out by asking you about a guy there that maybe is a, a little less well-known, but been doing nothing but hitting well the last couple of years in the A's system, and that's Jonah Bride, who's now uh, moved behind the plate and has been working as a catcher this year. But like I said, he's really been doing nothing but hit the last couple of years. You can, tell, can you tell me a little bit about, about your impressions of Jonah Bride? Yeah, I was lucky. Uh, Jonah was just coming back from injury, so I, I did get a chance to see him play a couple games. And uh, you're right. I mean, this guy just hit, um, and it's not it's not your – prototypical look from uh, a type of a hitter, um, but this guy just has a knack for it. Uh, he knows uh, how to lay off pitches. He knows how to get good pitches to hit, and when he when he gets them, he oftentimes doesn't miss them. Uh, he has a little, shows a little power. He uses the whole field. 
he doesn't strike out, uh, which is awesome. It's great. And, uh, and he also walks, which is another, uh, great attribute to any hitter, professional hitter. Uh, it just helps your offense day in and day out when you make those pitchers work the way he does. Uh, but I mean, you really can't say anything, any more good things about the guy. Um, uh, he just, uh, he's a professional hitter. He knows what he's doing. I always feel good in the, when, when he steps in the box, like something good's going to happen. Yeah. Well, lately it definitely has been. Um, another guy there you've got to feel really excited about is your second round draft pick from just last year. And that's Zach Geloff. He's been playing second base, third base, but wherever he's playing, it seems like he's getting a couple of hits every day. I think he's hitting around the, uh, 320 or something at this point and for a guy that was just drafted last year and is already playing at the double a level that's got to make you feel pretty good yeah no doubt and in fact i think when i was there i i heard that uh he has the second most hit in all of the minor league baseball so he's really uh i think he's really like like in pro ball and he's uh he's a guy that just loves to play uh he loves to work he loves to practice he loves to play games uh, he's fast. He's got some power. Um, he plays, a, you know, two, three different positions. Uh, it's just a, it's a pleasure to actually watch him uh, play. One of the things that he really wasn't doing, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was minor, but he was chasing out of the zone a little bit. He wasn't walking uh, very much at all. And uh, we just talked to him about, you know, trying to get a better pitch and letting, these, letting the pitchers walk him. He's so good uh, with with bat control and bat to ball skills that he can take a pitch that's you know a little bit outside or a little up or down and and still put it in play and, and do something good with it. But yeah, again, going back to the idea of the major league pitching is a different animal. Those things don't work as well when you get there. So we thought we'd mention that to him now. And I just looked at it this morning. He's actually uh, walked a little bit more, and his out of the zone swings are down. Uh, his whiffs are down. Um, so this guy is, uh, he's fun to watch. Yeah, I noticed his walk rate had picked up recently, and that, that definitely, uh, like you said, is a good sign. Uh, another guy there at Midland is a former first round pick of yours, Logan Davidson. And this is his second year back in AA, and he seems to be uh, hitting a lot better this year than the first time around. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you think uh, Logan Davidson uh, may have learned in his second uh, season there in Midland? Yeah, Logan, uh, you know, he got caught up in the whole COVID thing because he was a, a 19 draft, I think, and then he spent all of 20 at the alt site. That didn't help him. Uh, and then last year going to double-A, uh, first time out in a long season, uh, you rarely see that, uh, although we do have Gell out there. So, uh for him to, uh, you know, compete at that level and had never experienced a full season before. So last year was a, a big learning curve and a lot of different fronts. And uh, uh, when I was there two weeks ago, we were talking about it, and he just has a completely different look on his face. He knows what it's like to, uh, to play every day and how it's going to be to be able to play five straight months. And, uh, you know, he's not in a hurry, he's not rushing, and uh, he's doing a much better job of getting pitches to hit. And uh, it's just uh, his overall game has uh, improved, showing a little power and uh, the, uh, you know, the ability to use the whole field um, is is uh, part of his game now, which is great because 
uh, and last year in 2020, it was a lot of pull, and I think he had home runs on his mind, and I don't think he's worried about that now, and he's playing some very fine baseball right now. Yeah, well, uh, even though he's maybe thinking less about home runs, it seems like that approach has allowed his natural power to come out a little more, actually. So sounds like he's on the right track. <laughs> um, uh, another guy there, you know, that's been really exciting is uh, another name that maybe a lot of people don't know about, and that's Max Schumann. He's been playing a lot of second base and center field in Midland this year, and he's really been one of the best hitters in the A's uh, system this season. Uh, I think he's hitting around 350. He gets on base uh, all the time. He uh, steals bases, um, and he's a very versatile player as well. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you've seen out of Max Schumann and where you think he's at at this point? Yeah, you know, he can play. You're right. He's very versatile. He can play short. He can play third. He can play second. And the whole time that I saw him in middle and he played center and left, um, but his ability in the box is just, uh, it's really taken off. And I, I have to be honest with you, I never really saw it coming. Um, he's done a great job over the last uh, few off seasons of really getting his body in shape. He's much stronger, uh, which has allowed him to swing the bat harder, more consistently. Um, he's faster. Uh, just overall uh, strength in his body has improved. Um, but I just didn't know that he had the, the ability to, uh, check off pitches that were not good to hit. His eye has been extremely good, very impressive. Uh, he's used the whole field, and uh, he steals bases. Uh, I mean, he's just really playing great baseball, and uh, he is very confident right now in the box and uh, doing doing a lot of great things. Very happy for Max. Yeah, it's always exciting to see a guy come out of nowhere and suddenly put himself on the map uh, like he has. And the fact that he's so versatile certainly increases his uh, his opportunities going forward. Uh, still a couple more guys at Midland who've been hitting the ball well that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, one is Jordan Diaz. Uh, he ha used to play third base. Now he's playing first this year at, at uh, Midland. Uh, young kid who's always uh, hit the ball well, hits with a lot of power. Um Kind of, you know, I seems to be, you know, another sort of Renato Nunez type, a reminiscent of him a little bit, but he's hitting very well, hitting for power there at Midland. Can you talk a bit, little bit about where you feel that Jordan Diaz is at at this stage of the game? Yeah, he's still super young, too. I mean, I, I've, I've been around Jordan since he got here, and uh, I just, since I've, I've been here, this is my seventh year, I, I just think that he's, you know, 24, 25 years old, and he's really not. I, He's 20 or 21 years old, finally, and uh, he uh, he played a lot of first base while I was there, and he actually did play one game at third, did fine. Uh, I saw him play left field in Lansing last year, but his true strength uh, as a baseball player is with the bat. He hits the ball extremely hard. Uh, he's a strong young man. Uh, hits the ball hard on a line. Uh, he's really opened up the whole field this year. Um Full power. He actually has showed a little bit of power to, to right field, and he's done a much better job as well as uh, uh, of controlling the strike zone. He still gets off a lot of uh, first pitch swings, but uh, there's it's coming with more success and uh, and more damage. Um, so we're we're really excited about him. Uh, he when I was there, he really looked like he was having a lot of fun. Uh, he is the youngest guy on that team. I don't know for sure, but he's probably could be the youngest guy in that league. Uh, so he's with a bunch of older, 
older guys and good baseball players. So I think that can only help him. Uh, yeah, and there's so many, so many good infielders there at Midlands. Another one, the final one I wanted to ask you about there is Jeremy Ironman. And uh, he's been playing all over the infield, second, short, third. And uh, it seems like he's hitting a little better this year. Uh, he's certainly showing a lot of power uh, this season. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, where Jeremy Ironman's at and the progress you may have seen him make? Yeah, he's a premier defender. He, he's a he's a great uh, anywhere you put him, second, short, or third. And uh, when he does make an error, you're actually very surprised. And when he makes uh, great plays, you're not surprised. Uh, he made one play up the middle uh, that I just there's no chance that he could have made that play, and, and he sure enough did, and got the guy pretty easily. Uh, but as far as the bat's concerned, he's uh, he's relaxing a little bit. He's getting a lot more comfortable in the box. I think he has a better idea of what type of hitter he is and what he needs to do on a daily basis as far as, like, his his early work, his practice, his approach uh, in order to compete uh, at that level uh, and to compete day in and day out. The strikeouts are still a little bit high. Uh, he is walking a little bit. Uh, the power is coming around. He's uh, he's not fouling as many pitches off as he did in the past, and that was a big problem, and that was something that we talked about a lot was, you know, that when he does get a pitch to hit and he fouls it off, it allows that pitcher to then uh, maybe execute and get him out. Um, but he's worked extremely hard on it, and uh, he's getting better. And I'm excited for him because he's, uh, he's a guy that probably no one outworks and uh, and probably no one wants it more than he does. So it's really exciting to see him uh, finally start to play uh, with the consistency of, uh, of a, a professional player. Yeah, if he's uh, turning the corner, that could uh, that could definitely be a good thing. Well, let's talk about a few guys at Lansing. There's a few interesting uh, guys down there in high A I wanted to ask you about. Starting off with uh, last year's seventh-round draft pick for you, third baseman Brett Harris, and uh, he's – Again, he's just been doing nothing but hitting at Lansing for a guy who was just drafted last year in the seventh round. He's been the best hitter on that team this year. Uh, I'm just curious to know your impressions of him and what what you've seen out of Brett Harris so far. Yeah, Brett, uh, he's a very good baseball player. Um, you know, he he got COVID right at the end of the year last year in Lansing and uh, and missed all of instructional league. So he. Uh, he probably could have used that, but I, I think he's just kind of picked up where he left off last year. And uh, he, you're right. I mean, he's a very good hitter. He's a good ball player. Uh, just comfortable on the field. Loves to play a lot like uh, Geloff. Uh, he does hit the ball all over the field. Uh, patient, uh, good eye. Uh, doesn't strike out a ton. And he's got some power. Um, he's just a he's a great guy on a team. And uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't end up in Midland somewhere along the line. Yeah, he certainly looks like he can <laughs> handle uh, high A pitching pretty uh, pretty easily at this point anyway. Uh, now, a couple of familiar names there at Lansing I wanted to talk about are uh, guys who were former top prospects of the A's who maybe didn't develop quite as hoped. Uh, but seem to be uh, performing a lot better this year. And that's Austin Beck and Lazaro Armenteras. I think they're both about 23 at this point. They've been in the system for a few years now. Uh, they both seem to be performing a lot better at Lansing this year. Uh, can you talk a little bit about where you feel Austin Beck and uh, and uh, Lazaro Armenteras are at and uh, 
how you feel about what you've seen out of them this year so far? Yeah, in fact, uh, I was just talking with uh, Ed Sprague, our farm director, this morning about Beck, and, uh, you know, he's he has been playing extremely well. He, he's been hurt a little bit. I think he got sick once, so his at-bats probably aren't exactly where they should be right now, but uh, uh, with the at-bats that he has had, he's uh, he's done very well with, uh, showed some power. Um, he's using the whole field, uh, opening up right field as he did uh, a few years back. Um, all his numbers are, you know, at or above league average. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting for him, uh, you know, for us to see him being able to, uh, you know, put into play a lot of the stuff that we had talked about and we had been working on for a number of years. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't be more happy for him. He is a, a good worker. And uh, it's just exciting that, uh, you know, his game is coming together uh, the way it is. And Laz is kind of in the same boat um, where it's taken some time to, um, you know, iron some of the kinks out. And uh, yeah, he's, he's been doing that. He competes. Uh, that's one thing he's always done, uh, even though, you know, in the years past, he's had some really high strikeout numbers. Uh, he still competes. Uh, when he gets there in the box and then uh, he plays uh, well in the outfield and he's a, he's a very good base runner as well. So I'm happy for both those guys and uh, hopefully they can just keep it going and, uh, and move through the system, maybe get to double A this year. Well, another uh, high profile guy you've got there at Lansing this year is uh, your former first round pick, uh, Tyler Soderstrom. Uh, he's been catching. He's also been playing a lot of first base. I know he had a bit of a, a thumb contusion uh, that made it difficult for him to catch for uh, for a while. But uh, last year at Stockton, you know, he really just he, he hit so well. It just seemed like he had no struggles, no difficulties at all there. He got off to a rough start there in Lansing this year. I think he's now hitting around 200. He's got his batting average up a bit. Um, he's been showing uh, showing his usual power, hitting the ball hard. Can you talk a little bit about uh, Tyler Soderstrom's uh, year at Lansing thus far and maybe some of the uh, the hurdles he's had to deal with this year that he didn't have to deal with last year? Yeah, the power numbers are there. Uh, the batting average is way down. Um, uh, you know, he uh, it, it's it's not bad for, for young players uh, or any players to, to have struggles along the way. You, you uh, learn a lot uh, when you struggle and – you know, things that you have to overcome, and it, it, it's been that way for Tyler so far this season. Uh, he's had moments where, you know, you, you see flashes of uh, who he was last year. Uh, but, uh, you know, just being able to go out and grind through, you know, the struggles, uh, the grind of the day in and day out, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a step up in the league, and, uh, you know, the high A uh, level is a, is a good brand of baseball. And uh, so that's good for him to uh, uh, have to dig down deep and uh, and find out what it's like to compete uh, when you're facing, you know, pitching that's uh, much better than it was last year. Um, so there's other parts of the uh, situation, too, like you said, with the thumb and uh, issues like that. And the weather in the Midwest is always uh, trying for a lot of guys, uh, especially early. Uh, it is starting to warm up there now, um, and hopefully that thumb, thumb is getting better, and uh, he can uh, really uh, settle in at that level and uh, and put up some good numbers through the uh, rest of the season. 
Yeah, well, you know, uh, as, as a hitter, as you know, most of your time at the plate involves failure. So I guess it's good to learn how to deal with it early on, right? <laughs> no doubt, yeah. <laughs> uh, another interesting name there at uh, Lansing is uh, Lawrence Butler. You know, he, he probably made the bigger advances last year than anyone in your system. He, he had such a great season at Stockton and looked uh, really ready to go. Uh, like Soderstrom, he struggled a bit out of the box early on there at Lansing. Seems like he's been turning it on a bit lately. But can you talk a little bit about where Lawrence Butler's at and what you've been seeing out of him this year? Yeah, Lawrence really put himself on the map last year. Um, probably about halfway through, he really uh, figured some things out and took off. Uh, probably feel the same way this year about him that, uh, you know, he's uh, – He's struggling right now. He has shown some flashes uh, here and there of starting to catch fire. Um, I I would not be surprised if we don't see something very similar to last year that uh, once he starts to really figure things out and get comfortable playing at that level and uh, understands what it's like to compete against that uh, level of pitching, that he doesn't take right off in that second half and, and do uh, something similar to what he did last year. I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Uh, yeah, hopefully he's uh, ready to, to click into gear. It does seem like his at-bats have been a little better uh, lately anyway. All right, let's uh, uh, drop down to Stockton and touch on a few guys down there before we uh, wrap up because you've got some interesting young players there in Stockton this year, and I know you've been there recently and gotten a, a first-hand look at these guys. Of course, right off the top of the list has to be your first-round draft pick from last year, uh, shortstop Max Muncy. Um, He's still a teenager uh, playing there in the Cal League and doing very well. He's leading the team in home runs. So as a guy who uh, just came out of high school, that's got to be a good sign. And, uh, you know, he, he he seems to be playing pretty well all, all, on all sides of the ball. He's also taken walks in addition to showing the power. But can you talk a little bit about Max Muncy and what you've seen out of him as a teenager? Yeah, I really like Max. Uh, he's a great competitor, both sides of the field. Um, he just wants to win. He wants to compete. Uh, he is, uh, he's a guy that goes out and works his tail off every single day. Uh, he's searching for answers all the time. He's looking for information and, uh, he applies stuff. He applies all the coaching that, uh, Kevin Kuzminoff, uh, can give him and Franklin Fawn, our manager, they're doing a great job with him. Uh, plays very good uh, defensive third baseman, and, uh, you know, he runs the bases hard, smart. Uh, but with the bat, he's uh, – I was a little bit afraid that he might be a, a little bit careless and swing at too many pitches outside the zone, but he's actually done a pretty good job with it. Uh, like you say, he does take his walks, and that's been very impressive for a young player. And more impressive, you know, the home runs, I'm, I'm just – I'm really shocked that he has – the power numbers that he does have, um, but I saw it in person, and I saw it in spring training. I saw him hit a home run to right center field that just jumped right out of the uh, park in Mesa, and uh, I saw him hit a couple home runs in the week that I was there, and it just, the ball jumps off his bat. He has great strength in his hands and uh, uh, great technique with his swing. Uh it's just a matter now of him being able to maybe control his effort level a little bit at times. Uh, he has that ability to swing hard. And sometimes when you have that, it's like uh, it's, it's hard to control it. Uh, so it's something that 
Uh, Coos and I talk to him about uh, almost on a daily basis, and he understands it. Um, it's just that it's uh, it's not that easy of a thing to execute, you know, when you're trying to uh, compete uh, in a, in a ball game setting. Uh, but it's getting better, and uh, yeah, I'm very encouraged by Max's progress. Yeah, no, it's very exciting to see what he's been doing at Stockton uh, in the early going this year. Another guy there at Stockton who's been a very exciting player this year is your fourth-round draft pick from last year, Denzel Clark. He's been playing uh, center field, right field, and, uh, you know, he's just been doing everything. He's been hitting for average. He's been hitting for power. He's been stealing bases. Um, You know, just a really exciting, tooled-up player who has just been one of the best hitters on that team this year, even though he was just drafted last year. So can you tell me a little bit about uh, what's impressed you about Denzel Clark? Yeah, Denzel's been great. Um, another guy that's just uh, very inquisitive. He's uh, He asks a lot of questions. He's looking for, you know, the next uh, thing that he can try to work on. And uh, he's done a very good job of putting a lot of the stuff into play, into action, uh, both in practice and in the game. Uh, but he, uh super strong kid, super fast, very athletic. Uh, he can jump out of the gym. Uh, he's a very good defender, good arm. Uh, he's got power to all fields. Um, you know, it's just uh, the strikeouts are a little bit high, and uh, probably the swing and misses are a little high. Uh, but you're also talking about a, a Canadian kid who didn't grow up playing baseball, so he's really learning kind of on the fly. And uh, to his credit, he has kept his head up. He has done well. And uh, he's hurt right now, which is a little disappointing uh, but those things happen. He got hit by a pitch and kind of knocked him out. But uh, I look for him to rebound here pretty quickly and get back into the action. And uh, uh, he's just fun to watch. You never know what you're going to see out of him. Yeah, like I say, he's got so many uh, <laughs> so many different abilities that, uh, you know, he could uh, hit a home run, he could steal a base, anything's possible with this uh, with this guy. Uh, I wanted to wrap up by asking you about a couple of young guys in Stockton that maybe people haven't heard too much about, but look like maybe they might be starting to turn the corner. And those are outfielders Kevin Richards and Danny Bautista, Jr. Um, people might remember Danny Bautista, Sr. Uh, this is Jr. Uh, can you talk a little bit about those two guys? They They've both been performing really well at Stockton this year. They're still pretty young. And like I said, it looks like uh, maybe they've uh, kind of started to turn the corner this season. Yeah, Kevin is, uh, you know, he, he uh, had a pretty good season last year, and he has just taken it uh, to another level here, um, playing extremely well. Um, he, uh, he has, he's been showing some power. Uh, it's, you know, it's, he's a kid that kind of really struggled at the beginning. He wasn't very strong, and uh, he had trouble swinging the bat, and he had trouble making contact. And now those things are starting to click, and he's worked very hard uh, to to make himself into the player that he is today. Um, he has some power. He hits the ball to all fields. Uh, he'll take his walks, um, and he's just, he just continues to get better. I'm very excited for him because he is a, is a hard worker. And Danny Batista is also a very hard worker, um, great kid, off the chart great kid. Uh, he just uh, loves to play. He loves to work. He always has a smile on his face. Uh, and as far as his, the way he plays the game right now, uh, things are clicking for him. And uh, he's, a, he's a hitter that uses the whole field. And 
he actually has a little bit of power. He's got himself into great shape. He's really strong, and uh, he's very smart. He's a smart kid, and uh, just no telling where he might end up at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, there are so many exciting uh, hitters at uh, at every level, and it's uh, it's great to see so many of them getting off to such great starts this year, particularly some of those draft picks from, from last year who are with their first full-season teams. It's really exciting to see them get off to the starts that uh, they've been having so far this season. And, and it's great to be able to talk to you about some of these guys as uh, the A's minor league hitting coordinator, obviously. You've got your eyes on these guys as much as anyone, so we really appreciate you taking the time to share your insights with us here today, Jim. My pleasure, Bill. Um, look forward to the next time we get to chat, chat and uh, it's always fun. And thanks to all of you out there for listening to this edition of our A's Farm podcast. Be sure to check back in for the next episode. And don't forget that you can always find updates on the A's top prospects and all the daily action in the A's minor league system on our A's Farm website at athleticsfarm.com. That's athleticsfarm.com. Thanks again. I'm A's Farm Editor-in-Chief Bill Moriarty, and we'll see you again down on the farm. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.